Canto sixty seven to sixty nine of Book Three of the Ramayana of Palmyke, translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Om Antutri. Canto sixty seven Rama appeased. As Rama, pierced by sorrow's sting, lamented like a helpless thing, and by his mighty war distraught, was lost in maze of troubled thought. Sumitra's son, with loving care, consoled him in his wild despair. And while his feet he gently pressed, with words like these the chief addressed. First honest vow and noblest deed was Dasarat blessed with seed. Thee for his son the king obtained, like Amrit by the gods regained. Thy gentle graces won his heart, And all too weak to leave apart. The monarch died, as Bharat told, And leaves on high meet gods enrolled. If thou, O Rama, wilt not bear This grief which fills thee with despair, How shall a weaker man ever hope In farm and mean with war to cope? Take heart, I pray thee, noblest chief, what man who breathes is free from grief? Misfortunes come and burn like flame, Then fly as quickly as they came. Yayati, son of Nahush, reigned, With Indra on the throne he gained. But falling for allied offence, He mourned a while the consequence. Vashista, reverend saint and sage, Priest of our sire, from youth to age, begot a hundred sons, but they were smitten in a single day. And she, the queen whom all revere, the mother whom we hold so dear, the art herself not seldom feels, fierce fever when she shakes and reels. And those twin lights, the world's great eyes, on which the universe relies, does not eclipse at times assail, their brilliance till their fires grow pale. The mighty powers, the immortal blessed, bend to a law which none contest. No god, no bodied life is free from conquering fate's supreme decree. Even Sakra's self must reap the meed of virtue and of sinful deed. And, O great lord of man, wilt thou, helpless beneath thy misery, bow? Now, if thy dame be lost or dead, O hero, still be comforted, Nor yield for ever to thy war, Overmastered like the mean and low. Thy peers, with keen far-reaching eyes, Spend not their hours in ceaseless sighs. In dire distress, in whelming ill, Their manly looks are hopeful steel. To this great chief thy reason bend, and honestly the truth perpend. By reason's aid the wisest learn, The good and evil to discern, With sin and goodness scarcely known, Faint light by checkered lives is shown. Without some clear undoubted deed, We mark not how the fruits succeed. In time of old, O thou most brave, To me thy lips such counsel gave. Brihaspati can scarcely find new wisdom to instruct thy mind. For thine is wit and genius high, 
meet for the children of the sky. I rose that heart benumbed by pain, and called to vigorous life again. Be manly, godlike vigor shown, put forth that noblest strength thine own. Strive, best of old Ikshaku's train, strive till the conquered foe be slain. Where is the profit or the joy, if thy fierce rage the walls destroy? Search till thou find the guilty foe, then let thy hand no mercy show. Canto 68 Jatayus Thus faithful Lakshman strove to cheer The prince with counsel wise and clear, Who, prompt to seize the pit of all, Let not that wisdom idly fall. With vigorous effort he restrained The passion in his breast that reigned, And leaning on his bow for rest, His brother Lakshman thus addressed, how shall we labor now reflect, wider again our search direct? Brother, what plan canst thou devise to bring heart to these longing eyes? To him by toil and sorrow tried, the prudent Lakshman thus replied, Come, though our labor yet be vain, and search through Janastan again, a realm where giant foes abound, and trees and creepers hide the ground. For there are caverns deep and red, By deer and wild birds tenanted, And hills with many a dark abyss, Grot and rock and precipice. There bright Gandharvas love to dwell, And kinders in each bosky dell, With me thy eager search to aid, Be every hill and cave surveyed. Great chiefs like thee, the best of man, Endowed with sense and piercing can, Though tried by trouble, never fail, Like rooted hills that mock the gale. Then Rama, pierced by the anger's sting, Laid a keen arrow on his string, And by the faithful Lakshman's side, Roamed through the forest far and wide. Jatayu's there with blood drops died, Lying upon the ground he spied, Huge as a mountain-shattered crest, Mid all the birds of air the best. In wrath the mighty bird he eyed, And thus the chief to Lakshman cried, Ah me, these signs the truth betray, My darling was the vulture's prey. Some demon in the bird's disguise Roams through the wood that round us lies. On large-eyed cedar he has fed, And rests him now with wings outspread. But my keen shaft, whose flight is true, Shall pierce the ravenous monster true. An arrow on the string he laid, And rushing near the bird surveyed, While art to ocean's distant side Trembled beneath his furious stride. With blood and froth on neck and beak, the dying bird essayed to speak, And with a piteous voice distressed, Thus the seraph's son addressed. She, whom like some sweet harp of grace, Thou seekest in this lonely place, Fair lady is fierce raven's prey, Who took beside my life away. Lakshman and thou had parted hands, And left the dame without defence, I saw her swiftly borne away By Ravan's might which none could stay. 
I hurried to the lady's aid, I crushed his car and royal shade, And putting forth my warlike might, Howl driven to the art in fight. Here Rama lies his broken bow, Here lie the arrows of the foe. There on the ground before thee are The fragments of his battle car, there bleeds the driver whom my wings beat down with ceaseless buffetings. When toil my aged strength subdued, his sword my weary pinions healed. Then lifting up the dame he bare, his captive through the fields of air. Thy vengeful blows from me restrain, already by the giant slain. When Rama heard the vulture tell, the tale that proved his love so well, his bow upon the ground he placed, And tenderly the bird embraced. Then to the art he fell overpowered, And burning tears both brothers showered, For double pain and anguish pressed Upon the patient hero's breast. The solitary bird he eyed, Who in the lone wood gasped and sighed. And as again his anguish woke, Thus Rama to his brother spoke. Expel from power the oots I tread, My spouse is lost, the bird is dead. A fate so sad I ween would tame The vigour of the glorious flame. If I, to cool my fever, tried To cross the deep from side to side, The sea, so hard my fate, would dry His waters as my feet came nigh. In all this world there leaves not one so caused as I beneath the sun. So strong a net of misery cast, Around me holds the captive fast. Best of all birds that play the wing, Loved, honoured by our sire the king, The vulture in my fate unwound, Lies bleeding, dying on the ground. Then Rama and his brothers teared, By pity mourned the royal bird, And, as their hands his limbs cursed, Affection for Isaiah expressed. And Rama to his bosom strained, The bird with mangled wings disdained, With crimson blood drops dyed. He fell, and shedding many a tear, Where is my spouse, then life more dear, Where is my love, he cried. Canto 69 The Death of Jatayus as Rama viewed with heartfelt pain The vulture whom the fiend had slain, In words with tender love impressed, His brother chief he thus addressed. This royal bird with faithful thought For my advantage strove and fought, Slain by the fiend in mortal strife, For me he yields his noble life. See, Lakshman, how his wounds have bled, his struggling breath will soon have fled. Faint is his voice, and near to die, His calls can lift his trembling eye. Chatayus, if thou still can speak, Give, give the answer that I seek. The fate of ravished Sita tell, And how thy mournful chance befell. Say why the giant stole my dame, And what have I done that he could blame? What fault in me has Ravan seen, That he should rob me of my queen? How looked the lady's moon-bright cheek, 
what were the words she found to speak his strength his might his deeds declare and tell the form he loves to wear to all my questions make reply where does the giant's dwelling lie the noble bird his glances bent on rama as he made lament and in low accents faint and weak with anguish thus began to speak fierce ravan king of giant race stole sita from thy dwelling place he calls his magic art to aid with wind and cloud and gloomy shade when in the fight my power was pent my wearied wings he cleft and rent then round the dame his arms he drew and to the southern region flew o ragusan i gasp for breath my swimming sight is dim in death even now before my vision pass bright trees of gold with hair of grass the hour the impious robber chose bring on the teeth a flood of woes the giant in his haste forgot it was vinda's hour or he did not those robbed at such a time obtain their plundered store and wealth again he like a fish that takes the bait in briefest time shall meet his fate now be thy troubled heart controlled and for thy lady's loss consoled for thou wilt slay the fiend in fight and with thy dame have new delight with senses clear though sorely tried the royal vulture does replied while as he sank beneath his pain forth rushed the tide of blood again him brother of the lord of gold misrava's self begot of old thus spake the bud and stained with gore resigned the breath that came no more speak speak again thus rama cried which reverent palm to palm applied but from the frame the spirit fled and to the sky region sped the breath of life had passed away stretched on the ground the body lay when rama saw the vulture lie huge as a hill with darksome eye with many a poignant war distressed his brother chief he does addressed amid these haunted shades content full many a year this bird has spent his life in home of giants past in dundagood he dies at last the years in langdon course have fled untroubled over the vulture's head and now he lies in death for none the stern decrees of fate may shun see lakshman how the vulture fell while for my sake he battled well and strove to free with onset bold my cedar from the giant's hold supreme amid the vulture kind his ancient rule the bird resigned and conquered in the fruitless strife gave for my sake his noble life o lakshman many a time we see great souls who keep the law's decree with whom the weak sure refuse find in creatures of inferior kind the loss of her my darling queen strikes with a pang less fiercely keen than now this slaughtered bird to see who nobly fought and died for me
as desolate, good and great, was glorious in his high estate, honoured by all, to all endeared, so was this royal bird revered. Bring field for the funeral rite, these hands the solemn fire shall light, and on the burning pyre shall lay the bird who died for me to-day. Now on the gathered wood shall lie the lord of all the birds that fly, and I will burn with honours due my champion whom the giant slew. O royal bird of noblest heart, graced with all funeral rites, depart to bright celestial seats above, rewarded for thy faithful love. Dwell in thy happy home with those whose constant fires of worship rose. Leave blessed amid the yonelding brave, and those who land in largest gave. So grief upon his bosom weighed, as on the pyre the bird he laid, and bade the kindled flame ascend to burn the body of his friend. Then with his brother by his side, the hero to the forest hide. There many a stately deer he slew, the flesh around the bird to strew, the venison into balls he made, and on fair grass before him laid. Then that departed soul might rise, and find free passage to the skies, each solemn word and text he said, which Brahmans utter over the dead. Then hastening went the princely pair, to bright Godavari, and there, libations of the stream they poured, in honour of the vulture lord. With solemn ritual to the slain, as scripture's holy texts ordain. Those offerings to the bard they gave, and bathed their bodies in the wave. The vulture monarch having wrought a hard and glorious feat, honoured by Rama, sage in thought, soared to his blissful seat. The brothers, when each ride was paid, to him of birth supreme, their hearts with new-found comfort stayed, and turned them from the stream. Like sovereigns of celestial race, within the wood they came, each pondering the means to trace the captor of the dame. End of Canto 67, 68 and 69